very welcome back to another episode of Treaty Talk. It's a, a bumper weekend again in Limerick. I know we're probably tired of hearing that. Uh, you have three county finals this Sunday. Um, season kind of coming to a close. Before we look at them games, Matt, uh, just a word on young Dahi Lawless, young lad from Martinstown, obviously involved in an accident um, in April. He's been in the hospital in Dublin since. Um, the family are hoping to have him home um, for Christmas. And there's loads of efforts, initiatives to raise money to get him home. Um, if you'd like to say a few words on that just before we start. Yeah, I would indeed. And, and thanks for the opportunity, Jack. Um, um, Dahi, as you rightly said, is, is, is um, a young sportsman from, from Martinstown, County Limerick. And like we, we pride in County Limerick in, in, in our love of sport. And if ever a, a young boy um, epitomised the love of sport that there is in Limerick, uh, this little lad, this little 10-year-old lad did because he, he played GA with, with Cushley Gales and with Saker Wallace. He played soccer with Castle United. And when he couldn't be involved in sport outdoors, he, he actually um, he, he took up darts indoors, which will, will just give you an idea of the competitive instinct, you know, which is so admirable in young sports people in Limerick. But unfortunately in April, he suffered a horrendous accident um, in the, he, he, over near his home in Martinstown, um, he, he was riding his bike and um, he, he was immediately removed to a hospital in Cork um, and from there he was subsequently airlifted to, um, to Dublin where, where he has been hospitalised since. Um, in the early weeks um, the chances of him making it through were, were, were slim enough but thankfully Thankfully, and it shows the great resilience of the little lad, and I suppose full credit to the hospital and to medical science. Um, he, he, he's he's on the road to recovery, and he's he's up and about, though confined still to a wheelchair. He will have to undergo considerable uh, rehabilitation. He he needs um he, he's he's gone back to to school um within the hospital confines, but. A group have come together and they have um, set up a, page, a Facebook page called Rise for Dahi. And um, they have organized a series of fundraising events because what is necessary for him now is that, the, that considerable adjustments will be made to the family home in Cush and Martinstown. And they will also need specialized transport to um, transport him to Dublin on an ongoing basis for a prolonged period of rehabilitation. Now they have had some very, very successful um, fundraising events as late as last week, um, as last Sunday even, when they had um, a drive-in bingo on Saturday, they had, uh, they had a dog race and they've had a whole series of events. And next, next Friday, starting next Friday, they have a golf classic in, in, in Ballyneaty Golf Club in Limerick. But, the, the, you can go to visit the, the, the Rise for Dahi Facebook page and there is a GoFundMe link there which has provoked a tremendous response. And, um, but they, 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 they still need to raise funds because there is so much cost involved in specialised transport, readjustment to his house and any support that anybody can give, and particularly the sporting family in Limerick. That they can give will be greatly appreciated. Just go to the Rise for Dahi page. 
Yeah, look, anything would be greatly appreciated. We'll have the links uh, underneath this podcast, Facebook, um, Twitter, on the website as well. And hopefully we'll see another positive to come out of this, obviously, during the lockdown. There was so many positives from the J community, the money raised and helping with everyone. So please, God, we'll Yeah, ab- absolutely. Dahi coming through is, is, is one of the real positive stories of, of, of it. And let, let, let's hope that he will make as near as possible, if not a full recovery. Um, you know, in 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 the coming months, but it, it is a long road, and um, the, the the family will be incurring serious expense, and and um, as I said, there has been an outpouring, um, in, in not only in the Martinstown community, but all in the in 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 the surrounding communities, and any any help would be greatly greatly appreciated by those who are responsible for organising it. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see the Lyric J community come together again for a good cause. Um, this weekend, your own club will be clashing against the Dare in the Limerick Senior Football Championship final. Um, it's obviously a repeat of the 2018 decider where a Dare were 113 to 12 winners. Um, it was probably closer than a four point margin, to just as, you, as we were talking briefly beforehand, that there was any point in it going into the game. Obviously, a Dare have won two, won back to back 17 18. Bell Landers won in 2014 and got to the final 18. So I promise you a cracking game of football this weekend. It does. And uh, as you rightly said there, and as we were talking off air, Jack, um, the 113 to 12 points, four points winning margin, it, it masks um, the fact that Bell Landers were, were, were much, much, much closer than it because the, 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 their goal, you will recall, came actually in, in injury time. So like the, the, the outcome was was on a knife edge right right up until the game went into injury time. And um, like, interestingly, Jack, both sides uh, have lost the game um, in this competition and both sides have lost the game at the same, at the same stage. So it, it, it is very, very hard to read anything into those defeats because um, for both sides, when they lost the game, um, they were playing what effectively was a dead rubber this year because they weren't just playing for first and second. Well, they were playing for first and second, all right, but um, neither of them was playing to qualify. Both had qualified. Um, Adair had the job of qualifying done when they when they, they uh, lost to um, Father Casey's. And likewise, um, Valley Landers had qualified um, when they played Ula. So um, I wouldn't be reading too much into that, but um, like they are coming into the game as 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 the real forum team, in insofar as that they've got their wake up call. They were very very impressive in the opening round against against Father Cases, and they've been very very impressive since. Um, I didn't see the game against um, uh, Newcastle West in 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 the quarter final, but I'm. Uh, I, I'm assured by all those that were at it that it was an extremely efficient and polished performance by Adair. In many ways, I think um, this this Adair squad, um, their Limerick football's answer to Napierci in many in many ways. Uh, the, the way that that they go about, it, I, I don't think I can play them a greater tribute. Um, uh, and like what we seem to forget, um, like. Adair were relegated in 2015. Since then, they have won the county senior championship twice. 
They're appearing in a top final in four years on Sunday. They have won the county intermediate championship. They've contested the county of the Munster Intermediate Clubs football final. They have won two premier under 21 football championships. And like, if, if we think for one minute that, uh, that, that, that the Adair story is going to end any anytime soon, forget it. Because um, the minor A footballers, who I understand are a very, very accomplished side, um, take on South Liberty's Krakora minister in the minor A final next Tuesday evening. So like the conveyor belt is alive and well in the air. But the point I was making at the start, like with that level of success, there's a sense that they have been around forever. It couldn't be further from the truth. And it's a very, still a very, very, very young Adair team. A very, very young Adair team. Harry Gleason has done a fantastic job there in, 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 in his four or five years there and, and, and his management teams. They have molded a, a serious, serious football team. And I'm re reading the narrative during the week where people were talking about they have, they have raised the benchmark of Limerick football. And I agree. I, I, I agree. And um, I, I, I'm saying that to put it in the context of how formidable um, uh, a task that Ballylanders are facing in, on, on Sunday. Would Ballylanders come and um, they, they, there are two things um, in Ballylanders' favour. They don't fear being outsiders. They don't fear favourites. And they have considerable, considerable experience. Now, at the outset, of the campaign, you could say Ballylanders, three young players, minors in the defense. This is a team in transition. Ballylanders in the four games to date have finished every one of the games with either five or six players of minor rank on that team. Now they are a team in, in transition. But having said that, there's a hard core of experience there. There are players there who will be appearing in a fourth county senior football final on, on, on Sunday. You know, um, players that, um, uh, we, sorry, a fifth county final, and, and players that will be seeking um, their top county senior medals. You, you, you're delighted the Stephen Walsh's, the Jimmy Barry Murphy's, um, uh, Owen Walsh, Stephen Fox, like House Danny Froon, Kieran O'Callaghan, like they have become house the whole names in the Rick Club football. So they will have that wealth of experience, that well of experience to call on. Um, I, I think both sides, the elements of both sides are such that this has all the ingredients to being a, um, being a titanic struggle. Like Adair will start favourites, but as I said to you, um, you know, Ballylanders don't do fearing favourites. So they will come to the Gaelic grounds on Sunday, confident in their own ability and confident that they can give it a right good go. Yeah, and it's obviously Ballylanders knocked off Ballyteen last week, unfortunately, from my point of view, you're glad of that. And um, we obviously played Ballylanders in 2018, the quarter final, they went on to play there in the final. And looking at their team from two years ago, this year's team, I think they're a much more well-rounded team um, they seem to have a very clear game plan. They, they drop a lot of players deep and then they break quickly. The likes of Owen O'Mahony, Killian Mead, with X in the against Palestine, Mark Connell, all them. 
they try to get the ball to Owen Walsh and then he feeds Danny Fruin and Jimmy Barry Murphy. And I just want to touch on the performance of Owen Walsh last week in Newcastle West. Danny Fruin will take the credit for the goal. Jimmy Barry Murphy was obviously excellent with all his points. But nearly 90% of their scores came through Owen Walsh. And he'll be a key player for a dare to watch. And then obviously he's their key conductor for Vellanders, as is Kieran Kelly. But for a dare, then you have the likes of Mikey Lyons and Hugh Burke. So I think this could come down to a game of who has the most creative forwards. And it's hard to call with them four names there. It is, it is hard to call. It has it is indeed. And but I I, I will say about the Ballylanders defence, like that on a couple of occasions this year. They, 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 they have been they have been really really tested and I'm talking about the, the 15 minutes in the opening round um, uh, immediately after half time against Galti Gales and I'm thinking about long periods in, in, in the second half and the quarter final against Monaline when they were under in session pressure but did not crack um, did not crack it's a disciplined defense um, like you, you would say it at the outset if you saw three newcomers, making their debuts this year and uh, to see the three of them in defence you, you, you'd say you, you would worry but they've got they've, they've got nothing to worry like the defence those three young guys Paholian um, Sean Maloney and Killian Mead and your, your reference Killian Mead there by the ball who was, who was outstanding but if, if you look at the other three um, there's very little that the other three don't know about um, playing in big games like your Stephen Walsh like what does Stephen Walsh and Stephen Fox not know about big games and playing in county finals, and um, and the same goes for Donald Kelly, even though he missed a few years when he was in Canada, but he has picked up on it. But um, like you talk about you, you talk about the, the Ballylanders players. That there is a core of the Ballylanders players who on Sunday will be playing in a fourth major county final four years in a row. They played the intermediate hurling final with Glen Roo in 2017. They played the senior football final in 2018. They played the intermediate hurling final last year. And they played and they're back here in the in in in, in the in the football final again. You you you, you guys like the, the Walshes, as we said, Stephen Stephen Fox, um, the O'Connells, um, Mark and Brian. They, they would have been through they're, they're some of the guys that would have been through all that. So that must count for something. Yeah, it must come for something. But I, needless of all, we said about Bally Landers, I still think Adair would come into the game as favourites. And I'd personally, just back Adair, they have, I would say, nearly 100% of their team have that experience to actually win the championship. Whereas Bally Landers, you said, are in transition. If I had to put it to you, are you going with the pre-match favourites or are you sticking with your own? Well, you know, my head and my heart are probably saying two different things. Unfortunately, um, I, 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 I think they are our favourites. We, we just cannot take it from them. We cannot but sit back and admire and if we're honest, what, what, what they have done. Like, you know, in, in 2015, when I go back, uh, Adair, um, they were relegated from senior football championship, uh, from the senior football status. You know, they could have gone away and packed up, uh, and, uh, but they didn't. Later that year, the revival started. It, it, the, the revival in a day after being relegated started immediately because later in 2015, they won the Premier Under-21 Football Championship and then came back the following year and won the Intermediate Football Championship. So it's, it's, been, it's been upwards since. Like there, there can be no case made for anything 
other than Adair starting as favourites. But I think like 2018, um, it will be very, very close. Um, Valley Landers will be hard determined to give it a right good go. Yeah, what I will say is if if it's if it's there thereabouts with 10 minutes to go, it's even the Valley Landers will give them everything, but I just can't see past Adair not making a three in four years and just continuing an incredible run in fairness to him. Obviously, that game throws in at two o'clock in the Gaelic Grounds. At four o'clock in Newcastle West, you have the intermediate football final between Clahan and Gerald Griffins. Uh, Gerald Griffins booked their place in the final with a win over Mungert last Sunday. Clahan obviously had to wait till Tuesday evening to book their place with a win over St. Sennans. Gerald Griffins come into the final after losing last year in a replay to Galti Gales. And we've seen it in the hurling. We saw Newcastle in the intermediate hurling grade win after losing the previous year to Lyle Palace Henry in the Premier Intermediate Hurling grade. Can and Griffin, the Pierce in the senior. The Pierce in the senior, yeah, of course. So, like, Gerald Griffins will come in again as heavy favourites. They play a beautiful brand of football. Will they avenge last year's result? Or Clahan, can Clahan get back up to senior after a lengthy absence for a club of their success? Well, very interestingly now, I, you know, Clahan hadn't lost a game now in the group stages in 2019 or 2020. So that in itself spells consistency to me. Now, they, 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 last year, um, because it, it, it was the normal system, and I say that, you know, with respect to that, that um, we had to truncate the system this year. They, they, they advanced with four wins and a draw from the group stages directly to the semi-final, where they came up against Gerald Griffin's side, who had beaten um, um, Rakeel in that memorable quarterfinal. And in that semi-final, uh, I think um, Gerald Griffin's were more convincing winners than the 11 points to seven final scoreline would suggest. Um, but having said that, like Cahan this year, um, you know, it, on a very windy evening in the opening round, they, they, they played Mount Collins and they had established at one stage about a 10 points lead and um, they, 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 they were hanging on a bit. Um, they were hanging on a bit in, in, in the finish because Khan or uh, Mount Collins came back at him and it, it, it ended in a draw. They had a good win over Rakeel in the second round because there was an expectation that Rakeel would be among those in, 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 in contention for the championship. They got a real, real test and that after getting a, a real two real tests in the quarterfinal, they, they, they got a real test from St. Patrick's. It was a city derby, stakes were high, they came through it. And I suppose they got the biggest test of all last Tuesday night when they took on St. Sinans in Cardavan. And like St. Sinans um, were, were relegated from senior last year and you know had to pick between their teeth that they were that they were going to make a quick return. And Tahan um, turned turn them over. And they, 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 so they come into um, next, next um, Sunday's final with, if you like, impeccable credentials in, in, in the campaign so far. Now, Griffin's um, basically in, 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 in the group stages um, had a very easy win over Hallis Green in, in the first round. Got a tough test from St. Patrick's. In, 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 in the second round, got over it, 
I'm sure that uh, John Lynch and the connections with, with, with um, Gerald Griffins will be there, will not be one bit sorry to have got a tough test. Then in, in, in the quarterfinal, which was a repeat of last year's quarterfinal with Ratkeel, it was only a repeat in name because whilst they had to score seven points in the last 10 minutes unanswered last year to get over the line by a point, they finished very all too easy winners over at Kiel this time, beating them by 112 to, to six points. And that set up a semi-final uh, with Mumbled St. Paul's. A Mumbled St. Paul's team um, that were, were very, very close this year, or sorry, last year, um, in that Galtie Gales only beat them in, in the semi-final after extra time. And that there was an expectation that Mumbled St. Paul's may go that little step further this year. And you know, the manner in which they got over Mungrid St. Paul's, Jack, has to be very, very impressive. Now, they will have the experience of being in a final so recently. Now, Tahan were relegated from senior ranks in 2010. And um, they subsequently contested the finals of 2012 uh, when they lost to Palace Green after a replay. They lost the, the county final in, in 2015 to Ula, and um, this is their first time back in the final, but um, having said that, they have been knocking at the doors. Now, in the intervening time, um, since 2010, they've had two brushes with relegation, but um, in the last couple of years, they have been there or thereabouts, and their record in the, um, in, in, in the group stages has been such, as I said, um, that they've gone now two years unbeaten. Um, which, which is a formidable record, it's, it's eight games. And of course, you see, when, when Cahan were relegated in 2010, they, 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 um, you know, they, they had an, had an interrupt, uninterrupted spell at senior level. So it was a complete new adjustment to them. But they looked in 2012 as if they were going to make it up, just failed, again just failed in 2015. They will be hoping that it will be third time lucky. Now, Griffins, as I said, they have the experience of playing as recently as last year's uh, final. As you will recall, it was a draw. It, it went to a replay, and they will have taken us. They will have taken a lot out of uh, out of those two games. They will be hurt in Gerald Griffins. Um, like I'm going for Gerald Griffins, but after a tough test from Clahan. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with you there. The Ger Griffins have to be favoured just um on last year alone nearly just it's just been such a key thing and such a consistent thing this year the teams have come back from losing, I suppose, with the short championship they haven't really had time to rest in their laurels and it's just been go again and from the launch of the night it's kind of in their mindset they just hit the ground running, John Lynch said. But um Clahan will give them a tough test and for a club of Clahan stature I'm not sure the year now, but they were double. They were senior football and hurling champions, uh, one year, like thirty 86. years ago, roughly eighty-six, as you said. Like it must be very important for them. And again, they mentioned at the night the importance of a club of that stature to get back into senior. They've done well in the hurling this year as well. Like, is this bigger game for Cahan or George Griffins, who would be considered probably a weaker club than Cahan? Um, look, um. I, I, I'm going to sit in the fence on that one, Jack, because, you know, it, it, a final is an equally big game for both sides. 
would, would that have different reasons as to why it is a big game? Like you, you, you John Griffin's there, and, uh, a rural, uh, strictly a rural area, and and um, uh, you know how much it would do for them. But on, on the other side of it, you have Cahan, the fallen giants of of of, of, of Limerick GA, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of the romantics among us are um, that would like to see Cahan back as a force. And like that, there, there appears to be a revival of of the fortunes of Cahan. Um, I suppose like Cahan have been overtaken, overshadowed um, by the Pearshik first of all in the city, and also um, the rise of the Pearshik has precipitated. Um, we would say the, the 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 likes of of Monaline, Barry Brown, Mungret St. Paul's. These are all city clubs and you, you can see the way they were rising and that that um, Cahan were, if you like, a bit bit squeezed out. And um, but I, I think it's, it, 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 it is only good for the game in Limerick, both hurling and football. We need the Cahans of this world. And um, it, it, it is nice to see their revival in both football. And you're, you're right, they will be contesting they will, they will be contesting the hurling semi-final as well. Yeah, and just, to just to clarify there when I said weaker, I meant weaker in terms of resources. Obviously, they've got the final on merit. Um, and look, well, what we've seen from intermediate champions in recent years, Galway this year reaching a semi-final, two years removed. Adair, obviously, are the trendsetters that have just gone straight on the senior and taken it to other teams. It's just either Clahan or Joe Griffins, whoever wins Sunday, they, no one would want to play them in the senior next year, will they? They won't, they won't, but you contrast that with Galtie Gales and uh, we, 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 have, we have discussed that um, um, and the, the, their game is on Saturday and I, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll be moving on to it shortly. Um, uh, we can talk about it now. Um, I, I feel really sorry for Galtie Gales um, and that's not because they're my neighbours here now or anything back to do with it. Um, it's the simple fact of the matter is that they were promoted and if if there was one club in the senior championship this year that the truncated format did not suit it was Galtie Gales they didn't get the opportunity they didn't get the number of matches um, to consolidate because it was you know full steam ahead right from the get-go right from the opening round and then they had an opening round against the Nula team who were beaten in, 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 um, in the county final last year. And then they had to go on and face, face, face um, neighbours Ballylanders in a local derby. And we all, we all know what can happen in local derbies. And it happened. They suffered a heavy defeat. Now, I saw them in their quarterfinal, um, uh, sorry, in their relegation semi-final against St. Thames. They were damn, damn close. Um, to getting over the line on that one, um, they 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 they, uh, I, they were distinctly unlucky that they, that that they are in this in this situation. It, you know, it augurs well for the Gales going into Saturday's clash with Tom Bradford in Kilmallock at one o'clock. That their best performance has been their most recent performance, and you 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 would hope that, um, and certainly the Gales will be hoping. That, that, that they will build on it. Um, John McGrath and Ryan Begley is, is, is there as coach. Now, they, they, they have been in this relegation final for almost a month now, but he will have had an opportunity to work with him and, and do that extra bit of work. 
um, to get them ready for it because I, I, I think there's nothing sadder in sport or there is nothing um, what is very, very disappointing is to see a club come up and go back down immediately. We, 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 we've had that kind of a yo-yo um, situation with the um, the senior A and the senior B, the clubs going up, coming straight back down. Thanks to the God, it was arrested this year when a hand survived uh, for, for, for a second year. And let's hope that that will become, will become the norm because that is what we want to see more clubs coming through and competing at the higher level. It would be very, very sad for Gelty Gales if they were to go down after one year. Now, I saw Drum in the semi-final. Um, defeat to Napiershik, the, the relegation semi-final. I've seen him a couple of times. I saw him with you, your good self, when they played Ballysteen. And we saw how in typical, typical drum fashion, the door was left slightly open to him by Ballysteen. They pushed it open and came back and got a draw and could have won it and wouldn't be in this situation now. Now, Napiershik uh, beat him in, in the, um, the semi-final um, uh, about 10 days ago, I was out at that game. The Piercing won by four points. The reality of it was, Jack, that I thought that the Piercing were far, far more convincing winners than four points would suggest. Like they could have been out the gate in Martinstone at half time, um, the Piercing, because they hit six points in the first half, they hit the crossbar twice, and they hit the upright. Um, uh, the drum, you know, in typical drum fashion, while all that bombardment was going on, they turned over at half time, leading by seven points to six. Down at the other end, they were typical drum, clinical. Any chance they got shot one wide, got eight chances, converted seven. And this is what we have seen with drum over the years. And this is what Gelty Gales have to be very, very careful about. You know, you can dominate against drum, but it doesn't guarantee you, you'll win the game. Now, they're a team very, very much in transition. Now, they're a team that they have, they have an exciting crop of footballers coming through. They have a good group of footballers coming through. But you just wonder, is it too soon um, for, 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 um, for senior ranks? Um, like, we, we spoke about Bally Landers. Whilst Bally Landers may have five or six minors, as we said, they're only starting three. You know, I, I think that there, there's as many as six or seven very young players on, on the drum Bradford side. This is a game, Jack, I'm going to sit in the fence on the outcome. Um, if I was leaning towards anybody that I think might win, I think it might be the Gales. We'll do it. It'll be very, very close. It'll be very, very tense. I'm desperate sorry for whoever loses it. Yeah, and you'd have to, sorry, and look, you don't, you don't want to see anything goes down, but that's just the nature of the competition. But it would be awful to see Gelty Gales, after, after earning promotion in a difficult intermediate football championship, to not have the five games just to really test themselves. Obviously, you don't want to see Drum go down either, but look, someone has to go down. I'd be the same as you. I would lean slightly towards Gelty Gales. I thought the first day against Ula um, out in hospital, I thought they were excellent and just kind of tired a bit. They seemed to be the same against Bellanders who've obviously got the county final in the meantime. I just think they have performed consistently and haven't got over the line. I think if they can put another performance in this weekend, they can get over the line and deservedly stay in senior. Um, it would bring to end an, an illustrious two or three and, decades. At, 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 the risk, Jack, 
at the risk of being repetitive and being boring, you know, you cannot but admire what they what they have done. They're up there at the end of the county. It's a rural, thinly, sparsely populated area. The, the village of Kilbehany is in that catchment area, but the river in Kilbehany village on the other side is County Cork. So that will that will give you an idea. Like every day they come out to play a football game, they're numerically challenged because of demography. The, the people are just not there, but they have such a love of football. They have such a love of football that they can mobilize every last bit of their resources, which is which is totally and you, you all you can do is stand back in awe and and and, and admire it. It's it's huge credit to them. And that it's huge credit to Drum Bradford as well. That they, we, we spoke about a day of raising the bar. Like what Drum Bradford have brought to Limerick football over the last two decades. They've gone where Limerick football clubs haven't gone before. Like they won seven um, uh, senior championships, appeared in 11 finals, and won a Munster Club championship in, 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 in 2008. Like, you know, my heart is broken for both of them, whichever one of them goes down. I just, I just don't want to see any of them going down. But look, it's sport. The reality is that come half, half two on Saturday evening, one will be playing senior football in 2021, the other will be playing intermediate football in 2021. Yeah, and look, it's it's just as simple as that. But we've we've written eulogies about Trump Broadford in recent years. They've proved futile. Maybe no surprise if it's the same again this Saturday. Um, obviously, then on Sunday, there, Jack, there is no more dangerous practice in Limerick football than writing obituaries or eulogies about Trump Broadford football. How <laughs> you said it? It's dangerous. And obviously, on Sunday we have a third county final, the Junior A Football Championship final. In Cora and Mona Gay, and um, it's a quick turnaround for two teams semi-finals. And uh, it was Tuesday, Tuesday evening, Tuesday evening. Yeah, that Krikora got over Croom, who were last year's finalists, one nine to one eight, with a last-minute goal. And Mona Gay overcame West rivals Newcastle West, one seven to eight. Um, it's a novel pairing. It's Krikora's first time in a final. Mona Gay won the championship twenty years, well, nineteen years ago to be exact. Nineteen years ago, yeah. Um. And it, it's great to see. It's great to see two teams um, like that, a novel pairing. Um, obviously, there were some very, very strong teams in the Junior A Championship. We had a lot of strong second teams. And obviously, Croom, after last year, at the start of the Championship, we said Ate could run away with it the way they were going. Obviously, Kokora got a brilliant victory against them in the quarterfinal. And Mona Gay, probably in the end, probably been the farm team at 415 to 110 winners over Father Casey. It was a real statement win in the quarterfinals and then overcoming Newcastle West who have a host of the senior squad playing with them that haven't been burned yet. Obviously Stephen Kelly as part of a junior A team probably shouldn't be allowed and they got over the line. So it's kinda of hard it's a hard one to call Matt, isn't it? It's a hard one to call. It's a novel final as 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 you say. Um it it, it is two clubs. I'm absolutely delighted to see him in in, in, in the limelight and um come come um Two o'clock on Sunday, one of them will be will be gone up to in, in, in intermediate ranks. But ju just a, a little aside now, Monaghan won that group with six points out of six. Cora Manister finished second. They lost to Kilkeely Drumkeen. And I, I, I was speaking with the referee uh, 
uh, who refereed the Kiltili Krukora Minister game. And it ended up um, 110 to 11 points in favour of Kiltili Drumkeen. And he made a point to me, he made a point of making the point to me that he was hugely impressed by um, Krukora Minister. He said they lost the game, but he said they are a serious football team. And he has been, I have, you know, I've been keeping a close eye on um, with that at the back of my mind since. And like, he, he was absolutely totally right. Um, uh, because they, 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 they have done quite well, uh, of course, since, since, since they went into the knockout stages. Like, their victory over a tear, I, I think very, very few people saw that coming. Like, um, both, both clubs made a statement, I think. Both clubs made a statement in the quarterfinal. Um, like, you, you had, you had Krokora Manister beating, which definitely were the championship favourites up to that point, Atay. And then you had a very impressive um, victory for Mona Gay over a Father Casey side, who had knocked out another um, uh, strong side in Castlemahan. So, like, um, they, they made statements in the quarterfinal. And I'm absolutely certain, Jack, and it's a quick turnaround. They both played on Tuesday evening, and they're both back into the final here on Sunday, 12 noon in Kilmallet. The both sets of management will be absolutely delighted with the tests that they got in the semi-finals. Neither of them got it easy. As you rightly said at the outset there, um, Krakora Manister needed a last-minute goal to beat Crew, um, who were last year's finalists. And then you had that big, big West Derby. And the, like, uh, apologies there for the break in coverage. Uh, the, again, the joys of doing all these things remotely. Matt, you're just, you're just moving on to Monaghan's huge victory over Newcastle West on Tuesday evening. It was a huge, it was a huge victory because, um, again, we talk and maybe we overplay it sometimes about the importance of local derbies and what fee, feeds into them and all that. But I saw Newcastle West last week against them against Kilkiri from Keane. Now, I didn't see all the game. I saw some of the extra time and I saw um, oh, the second half. Um, it was on over Martinstown when I was covering another game over there. And I was impressed by them, with him and impressed particularly with Stephen Kelly again and the influence that he was exerting on the game. And I I knew going into the semi-final that certainly that, that it would take a good team to beat Newcastle West. But Newcastle West had been beaten in the group stages by a tear after they're having big, big wins over Hospital Halberstone and Brewery. So I suppose that, that, fed, in, that fed into the belief that, that Atay were a, a very, very serious team, plus the fact that Atay had been relegated um, from intermediate ranks last year. So um, I, I think both sets of management would be, if they wanted um, a good preparatory game for a final, both of them got it in a semi-final. It, 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 it sets up it, it sets up what should be a cracking final on, on Sunday until Malik at 12 o'clock. I, I favour, but only slightly favour, um, Monaghan to prevail um, in, in this one. Like they, they've been impressive right through the campaign, as has Krakora Minister. Like, and what an achievement it would be for Krakora Minister were they to get, get over the line on Sunday. But I think that Monaghan may have that just that little bit extra and that little bit extra um, 
to 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 make it. Um, they were close last year, and here they are back again this year, back in the final. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Monaghan, but just slightly. Yeah, I'd slightly edge towards Monaghan again, but as always, we'll probably be proved wrong this weekend with the the three finals. Uh, before we finish up, uh, we'll look back on last week's ladies' football action. The seasons, obviously, the senior and intermediate seasons came to conclusion. St. Aylby's were able to retain their title in a repeat of the game against uh, Monaghan from last year. Uh, was, it a, was it a surprise victory? I know they started very well and obviously Monaghan got the goal, but then they kind of powered through at the end for a nine points to one four victory. It's a great achievement for Aylby's after there was kind of a dominance there for a bit we were on by the Landers and Monaghan just to go back to back. It was a great achievement. Um, a great achievement, I suppose. First of all, Jack, in life, the fact that Murray Kavanagh is 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 no longer with him at the moment. Anyway, at least uh, has relocated back home to Offaly, and and um, Laura Nash was also absent. Uh, a couple of key players. Um, overall, um, the, the two finals last Sunday, Jack, um, had a lot of similarities. Um, the, the main similarities being that. Um, Two very poor first halves in both cases gave way to excellent second halves. Um, now, Monaghan, um, you know, they, they were six points to one down at halftime. They, they, they only scored one point in, 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 the, um, in the first half. Um, it, 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 it's so hard to quantify the loss of, of, of Karen O'Leary other than to say that it was immense. Like because I saw it firsthand, the influence that Karen O'Leary um, exerted in the semi-final win over over Valley Landers, it it was enormous. Now they had to make they had to rejig their forces, but only slightly. Now they they kept they kept the the, the, the changes to a minimum in in that they moved um, Debbie Murphy out of the halfback line to, into Karen's. Um, centre field role and brought in Ellie Wolf off the bench. Off the bench. Now, um, Debbie Murphy had a fine game, actually. Um, her, her searing runs right through the middle throughout the game, uh, first and second half, caused all sorts of problems for Elvis. But Rebecca Delee, um, our great jewel star, was was on commentary with me on it, and like um, we noted time and time again. Um, the way that the St. Elbys were able to funnel back and and their ability to organise the, the, the defence. They were quite happy to to um, let um, Monaghan have the ball when, when, there were, when there was no danger imminent, but they exerted huge pressure on, on, on the kicker. Now, on the turnover, um, I, I thought um, Monaghan made much greater progress. Immediately after half-time, Caroline Hickey kicked the point. It was now seven points to one. And <clears throat> then started a a Amy Lynch on the right wing and Ashley Corbett on the left wing um, started making real, real progress um, down, the, down the left. Um, Katrina Davis found her scoring touches. Um, she, she, she knocked over three points. And one of those uh, runs down the left by Ashley Corbett and it was the third or fourth time that she had 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 run down and, and caused all sorts of problems. But she hooked a beautiful ball in, in into the wider brand Connolly uh, Donnelly in, in into the net. Now it was um it really put it up to uh, St. Elby's at that point they appeared to be on 
on the back foot, but they immediately, they immediately regrouped, immediately regrouped. Niamh Kavanagh, who came on, you know, caught a monstrous ball, uh, plucked it out of the sky that would do, do justice to Jack O'Shea nearly. And um, she got a point, and, and um, uh, Katie Heelan, who was, who was a thorn in the Monaghan defence all day, running all over the place, um, and ending the game with three points. She added the insurance point in injury time, but um, Monaghan pounded, pounded, pounded away after after conceding the Neve Cavanaugh point, but they just they just couldn't close the gap. Um, it was a it, it was a competent uh, performance um, by Saint Elbys. It, it was a case of Elbys going out and getting the job done. Um, I, I think. Um, Monaghan would feel a bit, bit disappointed. Um, uh, a number of chances went, went to begging. Um, their wide's tally was far from impressive. Um, so um, they, 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 disappointing into the season because I, I think that they would have come in um, with very, very high hopes, but but full marks, full marks to to to, to LBs. They just set themselves out, and in particularly we noted the way they set themselves out in defence, and it gave us a sense as to why, up to what maybe the 40th minute or 30 something minute, anyway, that Monaghan had only one um, Monaghan had only one point on the board. Now the intermediate game was 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 something similar. Um, Drum Bradford started off on the front foot, and um, you know they shot they shot an awful lot of wides early on, I think it was seven in the first half. And then um, they the one clear cut chance that that um that Mungret St. Paul's got um it, it was an excellent goal from Lauren Hanlon. Um it, it was an excellent build up. They really opened the drum defence and and her, her finish marked uh, matched the build up and they had an they had a narrow lead at halftime they they had won two to three points. Now it didn't certainly reflect in terms of possession, um, because uh, in terms of territory, um, it did not re reflect the amount of possession and territory that Drum Broadford had. Now, but after the after the um, after the break, and we spoke about the, the, the Drum Broadford footballers, and we have been spoken um, all, all, over the years about the patient way that Drum um, men's footballers go about it. Um, the ladies, in a way, took a leaf out of their book because they were they were really patient after halftime, and um, they they got some very very good scores. Um, Laura Stack, um, uh, who has two All Ireland medals, uh, Komogi medals with Middleford in 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 her back pocket, she grew in influence. Um, she ended up in the second half getting three points. Now two more from freeze, and she she got a good point from play, but she orchestrated an awful lot of. Of, of what they were doing, and um, they, they they got a couple of a couple of good goals, and and um, it was Anya Cunningham, I, I think got got one of the goals, but immediately at the other end, um, uh, Megan O'Malley replied with a, with a, a, a drum Bradford, or sorry, with a with a Mungret St Paul's goal, which brought it back to a point, but um, drum Bradford. Had established a five points lead going into time added on. Now Claire Cochran had a point and had a glorious chance, um, looked to be in on goal. And Neve McCarthy came from nowhere. Um, it was 
you know, it was an incredible lockdown. But um, uh, they, they subsequently got to go on through EFA Morrissey to reduce the margin to a, to a, to a single point. But, um, you know, Trump held out, and I, I think Trump held out comfortably uh, for maybe about three minutes after that. Um, and were worthy winners. Um, they only have won by a point, um, but they shot 18 or 19 wides over the course of the game and still won the football match. So, you know, um, going into the Munster Club, Clubs Championship, which, which they will be doing um, on Sunday week, hopefully, um, like they, 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 if they can improve their conversion rate, um, like it, it, it will stand to them going forward. And just, just on the Munster Clubs Championships, Jack, there are two Limerick teams involved in the Munster Clubs Championship this week. Um, Kilidi, um, who have been, uh, you know, crowned Limerick champions for the first time in eight years in the Senior Camogie Championship, they entertain Drum and Inch in, in the um, Munster Clubs Championship semi final out in, 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 in Rahina on Sunday at, at 2.30. Now, Drummond Inch will come with a bit of pedigree. They, they have won a couple of Munster Club Championships in the past, um, notably in 2008 and 2011. And they, they, they were surprised in, 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 in last year's um, Munster Club's final by Scarif Oganelo from, from Clare. But they, Drummond Inch are a formidable outfit insofar as that they have been living in the shadows of... Um, an extremely, extremely good Borges to Hara team in Tipperary for a number of years. And they, they will provide a very, very severe test to Kalidi. I think Kalidi are, are going to give a good, very, very good uh, account of themselves. Um, whether they can get over the line or not, we, we, we just hope that they can. They, they, they have a very, very even side. And, and this, this is a new test. They have a number of young players on the side. And they can do nothing but benefit from, from having a game like this. Now, also on Sunday, Brough make the trip to Lixnar to play Clonmorris in, in the Monster Junior semi-final. Now, Clonmorris almost exclusively provided the Kerry Junior team that beat Limerick in last year's All-Ireland Junior Premier Final in Croke Park. So, like, they will have a very, very strong winning mentality but I was very very impressed um, I was very very impressed with the way Brough went about their business in defeating Tappermore in, 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 in the Limerick in the Limerick Intermediate Final and I certainly give I certainly give um, both Limerick sides a chance of, of, of progressing and obviously look we'll wish them the best of luck this weekend obviously and Brough um, and obviously best look to all teams in the finals and unfortunately relegation final to go through and hopefully as well people won't forget to donate to a very worthy cause for young Dahi in Martinstown I think that's it for us today Matt I, I don't think we're missing anything um, well there, week- there, is, there is another county final on Sunday the, the, the county junior Ray ladies final between Adair and, and Ate is on in Kuriru on Sunday should be a very, very interesting game. Uh, they have had a good win over Broody Gales um, um, last weekend. Um, there were unlucky runners-up to to Father Cases in, in in the final last year. Um, so they would be hoping to go one better. But it, it's not very long ago since they were contesting senior finals, 
Um, so there'll be a hard core of experience that they have been very, very impressive throughout the junior championship, had a very big win over Gelty Gales in, in the semi-final. And um, I know we, we, we talked about it earlier in the context that, you know, of getting a good semi-final, a good close semi-final might be the best test going into a final. I still think it is, but they, they, they have been impressive. But that should make for a very, very good game on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. Can Adair join that group of teams that can avenge the 2019 loss to the 2020 county final win? Um, this weekend, obviously, is our last weekend of football across all grades, part of the Junior B Championship, which is still ongoing. Um, next week, the Junior A hurling semi finals will take centre stage in our preview. And the, and the Premier Minor final, uh, the Premier Minor football final, um, the semi finals, the last round of group played on Wednesday night and the two semi-finals are penciled in for for this weekend um, um you have Newcastle West playing uh Modellian, and you have Father Casey's playing Munger at St Paul's should be two very very interesting semi-finals should set up a great final for next weekend um when next weekend of course we will have um uh, the the um the two semi-finals of the Junior A hurling championship, as you, as you said, Jack, we will have the premier minor football final. We'll have a very, very juicy um, junior hurling relegation final. Um, all Christians are in the final. They were involved in a titanic struggle in Cahardavon on Monday night with, uh, with um, Gary Spillane. It was level at the end of normal time. It was level at the end of extra time. And Gareth Bland shared it on penalties 3-2. Now, who, who all Christians will play in the final will be determined in Clarina on, on Sunday at 3 o'clock with Stacey Wallace and Rakeel Clash. Yeah, look, another very, very busy weekend of J-Action and hopefully with the small attendance that people will be able to go out and support their local clubs this weekend. But the main message, as always, is to stay safe and say well, and we will see you soon. Thanks very much, Matt. And of course, Jack, um, the, the main message really for, for football fans is that football fans need miss a single kick of a ball in, 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 in the county final because it will be brought live on Limerick GA TV. Exactly, and the intermediate final as well. And I'm, I think the junior final has been shown as well. I think all three finals on Sunday will be shown. Definitely senior intermediate are shown, and I'm fairly sure junior final has been shown. So that service is there again for everyone to avail. So football fans are in for a feast. Perfect. We'll talk soon, Matt. Okay, Jack. Perfect.